Welcome to the Wander Learn Podcast. I'm your host, Francis Tapon. You'll never guess what one of the most common questions backpackers ask me. It's not a gear question or a food question or my favorite place to backpack. The question is, how do you get sponsors? I get that all the time. People always ask me, Francis, you had so many sponsors for all your trips. How did you do it? I want to get sponsors, etc. So I hope that it will be helpful so that you can share it with other people who are looking to get sponsors. And by the way, my advice doesn't apply just for backpacking adventures or outdoor adventures. It can apply to any type of situation where you need sponsorship. So I hope this will be helpful for all of you. Let's go and start it off. And this episode, by the way, is sponsored by Athletic Brewing Company. Let me answer the question that I get so often, which is, how do you get sponsors? And I'll paraphrase John F. Kennedy. Ask not what sponsors can do for you. Ask what you can do for your sponsors. The CEO of Golite said that I was the first person to ever send him a sponsorship proposal with a section called ROI, which is Return on Investment. That shows that oftentimes people don't consider that companies want to get something out of the experience beyond just feeling that they're helping someone who needs help. That's normal. Most people don't want to toss money to beggars, but are more likely to give to street musicians who are providing a service, in other words, entertainment. So listen carefully. When you seek sponsors, don't be a beggar. Offer something in return for the donation. How do you do that? Well, you can write a one to three page proposal and in the proposal, try to answer these questions. Number one, how will you market their brand? Number two, how much visibility will you get? Number three, why you and not someone else? Number four, how do we know you will publish your book or do your video or make your podcast or whatever you're trying to say that after the end of this adventure or the end of this project, I'm going to do X. Well, how do we know that? Do you have a track record? Have you done this before? Next question is, how many books will you sell or how many presentations will you give? In other words, what's going to happen after this big event, this big endeavor, you're going to climb up Mount Everest and then what? And how prominently will you display the company's logo? And where will you do it? So those are the questions you want to answer in your proposal, because that's what the company cares about. They want to evangelize their product, their service, their brand. And they're hoping that you will be a way, a vector, in order to reach new customers or reinforce old customers and get them to buy again their product or their service. So think like what's in it for them. Let me give you four final points to consider. Number one, approach small companies rather than big ones. It's really, really hard to get Nike to sponsor you unless you have some sort of connection or of course, if you're super famous. Now, if you're super famous, you're probably not listening to this podcast because you just call up Phil Knight. 
CEO of, I don't know if he's CEO anymore, but anyway, the guy who started Nike. Start with small ones rather than big ones. Small ones are more likely to pick up the phone. They're more likely to respond to email. And they're also more hungry for publicity. Nobody knows they exist and they want to get the word out and they want to do it in an affordable way. And that brings up point number two. Do not expect cash, especially from small companies. I have never received a check from a single sponsor. And that might surprise you. Well, then what do they do for me? Well, they just give me gear. Whatever gear I want or whatever thing I want, they're like, sure. I've had food companies such as, such as Bob's Red Mill. They gave me donations of everything that they could possibly make. Hun- not hundreds of pounds, but lots of food. <laughs> More food than I could possibly eat. And, you know, basically they said, hey, whatever you want from our catalog, just ask and we'll send it to you for free. No problem. And the same thing with Jacks Are Better. Whenever I said, hey, my sleeping bag is looking a little bit old and tattered. No problem, Francis. We'll send you a new one. Here you go. Gossamer gear. Same thing. Gossamer gear. They'll ask me every once in a while. Hey, do you want any new new gear? Do you need a new tent? Do you need this? Do you need that? Z-Packs is another one of my sponsors. I love them to death. Z-Packs, same thing. If they if I need anything or if they got a new gear that they want to test out, get publicity on, etc., they're more than happy to send it to me. I remember Ex Officio, they sent me all my clothes for Africa. And when they started running low, in other words, I started tearing them and that kind of stuff, they started getting a little bit tattered. They like sent me some more. Like, no problem. Just say, just go to the catalog and pick whatever the hell you want and we'll send it to you for free. And just wear them in your photos and, you know, tag us in your Instagram or whatever. And that's, they don't expect much. And for them, it costs them very little to send out their gear and, and things like that. So again, food, I've had energy bar companies sponsor me, send me just tons and tons of energy bars, uh, drink companies, whether liquid drinks or powder drinks. I've just focused on backpacking stuff. But by the way, I also got, they make camera lights. And so they sent me, I think it's ICANN company, when I needed camera lights, these expensive three, $400 lights that are used for photography and videos, they sent me some really nice equipment there. You can get all sorts of stuff. Now it's going to be hard though, to get Sony, for example, to send you one of their super awesome cameras. They almost never do that. Even if they're bloggers or vloggers that are super popular, even those guys sometimes at best can get a discount. And by the way, you can take that too. Sometimes they'll they'll sell you, say, okay, we can't give it to you for free, but we'll give it to you for half price or at wholesale price. And maybe for you, that's good enough. The outdoor companies, like most backpackers, are so cash poor So you should have low expectations. Yes, North Face and others sponsor amazing Everest expeditions that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. But unless you're doing something insanely extraordinary, do not expect cash. Number three, getting sponsors is often not worth the trouble. And I tell this to people all the time. Factor in all the hours writing a proposal, calling people, following up, emailing them. And then, of course, after you finally get the yes and the thumbs up, then you got to support them afterwards. you got to give back to them and honor your commitments and honor your promises. That also takes time. you got to go out there to REI and give those 10 presentations you said you were going to give. And that takes a ton of time for very little reward. And you're doing this all what? To get a sleeping bag that you could have bought for $300? Think about that. You might conclude that it's 
just easier to buy the mountain laurel design tarps for $200 than go through all that hassle. Although getting food sponsors is great, do you really want to eat the same energy bar several times a day for months? Also, you might not like everything your sponsor makes. I've always had non-exclusive arrangements so I can pick and choose the best of the breed in my gear and not have to carry or promote stuff that I don't think is the best. And the same goes for food. I've always had a couple of food sponsors to vary my diet. And fourth and final point, if you intend to do many expeditions, it might be worthwhile establishing a relationship with a few sponsors. And here's why. Once they've sponsored you once, it's much easier to get their support in the future, assuming you've served them well. Eventually, you'll have companies calling you, asking you to use their gear. And that is a great position to be in because then you can be like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe not, or give me some money or whatever. So in conclusion, in my article, I say getting sponsorship isn't as glamorous as you might imagine, but it's still an honor, assuming you love the company that is sponsoring you. It's also not easy to obtain. So be persistent. Start with the small companies first, and then as your accomplishments increase, go after the bigger companies. Good luck. This episode is sponsored by the Athletic Brewing Company, which makes yummy non-alcoholic beer. Now, before you disparage non-alcoholic beer, consider this. During the 2020 International Beer Challenge, the Athletic Brewing Company won Brewer of the Year for North America, and they only make non-alcoholic beer. Enjoy the refreshing taste of craft beer without the alcohol or the hangover or the beer belly. Last year, Athletic Brewing donated over $300,000 to trail restoration projects. With Athletic Brewing, you can even drink and drive. When the cop pulls you over for driving too slowly, you can say, Dude, I was just chilling, drinking beer. Non-alcoholic beer, that is. Although you can't order beer by mail, you can order non-alcoholic beer by mail. So go to athleticbrewing.com, use the promo code WANDERLEARN20 to get 20% off your first order. Buy at least two six-packs so you can get free shipping. That's WANDERLEARN20 with no spaces to get 20% off. And now let me answer a couple more questions I got on my forum, which is at francistapon.com slash forum. Somebody asked me in French, but I'll translate. He asked, can you get sponsored for a trip that is two to four weeks long? I said, sure. It actually might be easier to get sponsored for such a trip than one that is two to four years long, like my Eastern Europe trip. It's a bit easier because you're more likely to complete it and the sponsorship costs will be far less. For example, wherethehellismat.com, way back when, became famous. His second trip was just a few weeks of him traveling the world. That's it. He just went around the world for a few weeks, Matt, and then he did that video, Where the Hell is Matt? And it was a viral hit. I don't know, that was 10, 15 years ago or so. So just make sure you pick a theme that will focus on the sponsor. And how will the sponsor benefit? Always go back to that. On the other hand, because your cost is less, 
you might find that it is not worth time spending all the time it takes in order to find a sponsor in the first place. Think about that, right? You're just going for two to four weeks. Let's say you're going to hike El Camino de Santiago de Compostela, which takes about four or five weeks. Do you really want a sponsor for that? I mean, what do you need to do? Buy a tent or something like that? It's just, it's just often just not worth it. His second question was, besides clothing and food sponsors, are there any other sponsors that we should consider? My answer, there's no limit. People get sponsored by banks, car companies, and the government. A travel insurance company was considering sponsoring me to get publicity. It's just easier to get sponsorship from companies that are tightly related with whatever you are doing. Still, there are exceptions. Returning to the where the hell is Matt example, who sponsored his crazy trip around the world? A chewing gum company. Anything is possible. Finally, I'll answer one more question by a, a woman. And she recently sent me a sponsorship proposal and asked me for feedback. And this is what I advised her. I said, my main suggestion is that you make four things. Number one, an elevator pitch, a one sentence summary of your story and desire. And by the way, that elevator pitch has to go on the email that you send to them. And maybe even the executive summary, you could cut and paste that because when you put everything in an attachment, people don't like to read attachments and some companies don't even allow people to open attachments that are from the outside world. They only allow internal attachments. So make sure the elevator pitch definitely comes in in the very first sentence and also include the executive summary, both in the formal proposal and in your email. And what is an executive summary? It's a one paragraph summary for a busy person to quickly evaluate you. And don't make that a long paragraph. If you want to, you can make it a three paragraph summary with one sentence in each thing. But basically, just a few sentences, that's it. The third thing you want after the executive summary is maybe a one page summary for those who have more time. Hit them with bullet points, bang, bang, bang. And the fourth thing is a detailed background. Flesh out your story for the 5% of the people who actually will get past the first three hurdles. The elevator pitch, the executive summary, which is about one paragraph, elevator pitch, one sentence, executive summary, one paragraph, and then finally the one-page summary, which is obviously one page. And then finally the detailed background, you can add maybe two, three pages if you want, something like that. But basically nobody likes to read. And you might, nowadays, I didn't mention it, but you can also put a YouTube video and make it an unlisted video if you want. And if it's just going to be your talking head talking to the screen, then make it about 60 seconds. That's about it. That's about as much as people are going to tolerate. Maybe two minutes if you really want to. But if you want to make it a longer video of, let's say, two minutes or more, maybe three, four or five minutes, then you have to use what's called B-roll. B-roll means other images, other video, things from your adventure and stuff to liven up the video than just hearing a droning uh, person talk. It's just not that interesting. So that's another thing that you might want to do. And by the way, a great medium of doing that is also Instagram it's because Instagram forces you I think to just talk in like I don't know their video is just 60 seconds or something like that so you could put it there but I don't know if you want to publicize that for the whole world to see necessarily but maybe you do so when you contact people for sponsorship you have to get to the point fast no time for poetry or beating around the bush just imagine that you have to evaluate dozens of sponsorship proposals every single day and then after the poor guy has just looked at 38 proposals 
your proposal lands on her desk. What is she going to do? Make your proposal stand out. These guys are really busy. Everybody wants their attention. And they want to know everything in about 10 seconds. With that, I hope I've been helpful. If so, share this with people that you know that want to get sponsorship or anybody else that you think could benefit from this short little podcast. By the way, speaking of sponsors, I want to thank all my patrons at patreon.com slash ftapon. Go there. You can get some amazingly cool rewards for as little as $2 a month. And I really, really, really appreciate it. I'm not looking necessarily to get people who can contribute $100 a month or more. You can certainly do that. There are ways that you can do that. But what I'm really looking for is to boost the number of patrons. These are the people who really, really want to see me get out there and keep making content. Because if I don't make money, then I'm going to have to sell out and get a real job one day. This is Francis Tapon encouraging you to wander and learn whether or not you have sponsors or not.